Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Randomly Generated History Club, where three non-historians pick a year at random and try to learn things about it. I'm Anna, and I'm here with my two friends, Will and Ant. Hello. Hi. This week, we're talking about the year 10 BCE. <laughs> That's right, one zero. What happens if we get zero? If the random there number is no generator... Years, there is no zero. No, I'm saying, but what happens if the random number no, generator... No, the RNG knows... Not okay. to do zero. <laughs> okay, great. Don't question it. It's not <laughs> okay. an available year for it to choose. Okay, yeah, good. No. Scientifically great. calibrated. Good. Now that we've got that out of the way, uh, I'd like your three-word summaries, please, William. Did you forget to do <laughs> a three-word summary? Three summary? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are the first three words that pop into your head? Nice. Nice. Uh-huh. Bad name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's wonderful. Oh my gosh. It's just a captain of improv. It is a new thing there. we've started doing. The three it's words a full stop. There's a full stop between nice and bad. So it's nice, nice. Yeah. Bad name. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Got it. Uh, and Oxbow Lakes. Oh. Oxbow oh. is one word. Oxbow. Oxbow Lakes. Good. <laughs> May I interest you in nice Oxbow Lakes? Okay. And my three words are. Nice. Romans, Germans. <laughs> Good. Great. Um, well, that clears everything up, so let's go ahead and get started. All right, I'm up first today, and I was really going to try to avoid doing anything about Rome this week, 
but it turns out that <laughs> you can't escape them, uh, especially because 10 BCE is during Augustus's rule, and it's the beginning it's of the Pax Romana. Mm-hmm. So Romana, so the empire is huge and prosperous and well documented, and everywhere else I was looking at was like um we found some coins that maybe this guy was alive in 10 bc so (laughs) rome it is (laughs) Um, thankfully there's quite an interesting guy in the mix at this time the very originally named nero claudius drusus commonly Mm. known as drusus d-r-u-s-u-s he was a general and politician who was a key part of augustus's expansionist campaigns in europe and he was Augustus's stepson. And of course, there were rumors yeah. that Augustus was his real father. Because ah, yeah, because you're, yeah, classic Roman. Classic Roman. Uh, and in also classic Roman things, uh, Drusus is the brother of future emperor Tiberius, mm. father of Claudius, grandfather of Caligula, and great-grandfather wow. of Nero. Wow, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, he's a well-placed guy, important guy. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when he's just 23, he leads some campaigns in the Alps on behalf of Augustus, sometimes fighting alongside his brother Tiberius, who was also like genuinely his best friend, which I think is so sweet. We we have so many stories of like brothers murdering each other Mm -hmm. for the crown and whatever. Um, But one source I read referred to them as the Claudius brothers, (laughs) which is just so sweet. But did one of them inexplicably die suddenly or something? (laughs) No. Well, um, spoiler alert. Yes. But the cause was horse, not brother. Ah. Oh, yeah. Conspiring horses. Exactly. And his brother wasn't a horse, obviously. That'd be, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Hold on, let me just check my notes. I don't think he was. No, that would be because that would be ridiculous. His brother ridiculous. wasn't a horse. Was his yeah. brother was not a horse. Okay. Um, I that, shouldn't have. That's that unlikely. No. <laughs> so in 13 BC, Drusus is appointed governor of Gaul, which is modern day France and bits. Um, and he establishes the Drusian foot as a unit the of. Drusian <laughs> foot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Drusus was not the horse. Okay. Tiberius was the horse. How how big is a Drusian foot? It is slightly bigger than a what the Imperial foot is foot. now. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It, it was 13.1 inches. What's that in metric? <laughs> One third of a meter. I don't know. Almost correct. exactly. Really? Actually. Okay, okay. I think a meter oh. is 39 inches. Yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah so Okay, maths. Um, so yeah, that that's just a sidebar. I think it's a pretty cool thing to have named after you, the Drusian foot. Uh, in less interesting news, he also begins a series of campaigns against Germanic tribes along the Rhine River, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, importantly, he becomes the first Roman general to reach the Weser and Elba rivers, which are, you know, really up there in mm-hmm. Germany. They're pretty up there. Pretty up there, I would say, <laughs> as far as German rivers go. Um, and he leads a, uh, a succession of campaigns in, starting in 12, 11, and 10 BCE. He fights all these different Germanic tribes. Some of them he convinces to become allies. Some of them he just sort of um, slaughters and moves on. Um, <laughs> and he's just pushing the borders of Rome north. And in addition to the military campaigns, he's constructing several new forts and roads. Mm. Uh, which help facilitate Roman control. Classic Roman classic stuff. Classic Roman Absolutely stuff. Classic Roman stuff. Uh, he's also encouraging the development of Roman culture. Classic Roman stuff in uh, in Germania, which is what this part is called. 
Uh, on the plus side, Drusus engendered huge amounts of loyalty in his troops. They loved the guy. On the minus side, pretty brutal towards the Germanic tribes from time to time. Uh, sources talk about considerable bloodshed and that he was pillaging everything in his way, which, if you ask me, is not very paxful. <laughs> that doesn't... That, that doesn't... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how it, that's how language works. Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Will is literally face palming. Um, okay, but there's no doubt that he was a very skillful general. Uh, and in nine BC, he's elected consul, and because of this, he's entitled to achieve Rome's highest and rarest military honor. He gets slimed. He gets <laughs> Nickelodeon style. <laughs> He gets slimed on stage does at he the get, Kids' Choice Awards. Does he get a triumph? He doesn't get a triumph. He oh. had a triumph, I think. Okay. Or his son had triumph. Anyway. I have a triumph. Triumphs were happening. What? Like, I do. Oh, like a motorbike triumph. Different brand. Different. Okay. It's a different thing? Okay. Yeah, it's a different thing. This is called the Spolia Opima. Spolia Opima sounds like a healthy breakfast, like made from some sort <laughs> yeah, of vulgar yeah. wheat. Yeah, exactly. You can put a, just sprinkle a little Spolia Opima on your yogurt, and it's really acai good for you. in there as well. Mm-hmm. Acai. Acai? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. It's not. It is. Is it? Is the one word in English that is spelt how it's? Well, it it's not it's English. It's Portuguese. What? I think. Acai. Yeah. I don't want to believe that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep saying acai. Anyway, so when he's not eating acai fruit, uh, he, yeah, so he's eligible for spolia opima, which is when you take the armor and weapons of an enemy king or chieftain after defeating them in single combat. Oh, oh yes. And That's then you, cool. yeah, then you like affix the armor to an oak tree and carry the oak tree up the Capitoline Hill wow. and dedicate it at the Temple of Jupiter. Theretrius. Yeah. No, as... I did that in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you? That's so funny because according to my notes, he was the fourth and final Roman general okay. to achieve it. Yes. Okay. That's right. Oh, but you weren't a Roman general. I think we're all absolutely clear I'm not a Roman general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Do you, do, sorry, wait, did you think I was a Roman general? You no. look like a fool, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> so as Will knows, uh, Spolia Opima is a very important honor. I mean, is that as good as good gut biome with a healthy bulgur wheat based <laughs> breakfast think, I don't think so I don't think they're mutually exclusive that's why, that's why I was confused because we don't call it that we call it um, Oki Oki Armour Walk <laughs> right 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 so Carry he, on. he really wants to do the Oki Oki Armour Walk <laughs> so he uh, he actually goes seeking out Germanic warlords that he can defeat in single combat um, because why wouldn't you yeah but legend has it that as he pressed north, he saw an apparition of this enormous Germanic woman who warned him against proceeding any farther and that his death was near. Uh, so he turned back. Oh. But I not bet. all the way back. <laughs> because he did find, sources think, three chieftains and defeat them in, quote, dazzling displays of single combat. And there are witnesses? M multiple witnesses? Multiple witnesses. All Roman. All, <laughs> All his mates. All Roman. Well, you're not going to trust non-Roman Also, why witnesses. would you agree to that? It's like, I'm a Germanic tribe leader. I've got loads of Germanic tribesmen. Yeah. I've got, they've got axes. I've got an axe. I'm not very good at fighting because I've been, you know, sitting back and not campaigning for a while, but I'm going to succumb to this. I'm going to agree to your one-on-one -on -one combat. I think, well, in my mind, it's like a sort of a very hairy, bearded man in, like, uh, pelts. 
please stop describing your fantasies to our <laughs> listeners. And, then- <laughs> and they're all greased up and... <laughs> no, but you know, he's, he's like angry and then yeah. like uh, Drusus walks up in uh, like mm-hmm. a silver sort of like armor, uh, d- draws his sword. Yeah, and then they kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can we stop recording for a minute? I'll, I'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, yeah, so he does slay some chieftains. Uh, you can read more about it on uh, fanfiction.net. <laughs> Forward slash. <laughs> Forward slash. Desperate girls. Random, randomly history. <laughs> randomly horny. <laughs> <laughs> so he does achieve spolia opima, we think. But unfortunately, he wouldn't live to see his own Okie ceremony because in 9 BCE, while he's riding back to Rome, he falls off his horse. Oh, he fell off his brother. He fell off his brother (laughs) horse and he survives the initial fall, but his wounds are infected and he dies about a month later, probably from gangrene at just Mm. 29. So a really, really accomplished guy for being that young. But bit of a klutz. (laughs) Bad horse. Uh And I don't like blaming the horse. Poor workman blames his horse. horse. (laughs) Yeah. Um, However, while he's dying, he apparently refuses to be brought back to Rome, and he writes a letter to his brother Tiberius complaining about Augustus and suggesting that they try to get the Roman Republic to return. Hmm. I think Augustus doesn't hear about this, though, because Drusus is given a million different honors and fancy burials and such when his remains are eventually brought back to Rome. Um, my favorite honor was that the Senate proclaimed him fecundi ingeni, which means mm. fecund genius, which I <laughs> oh, really love. That's really, really good. And um, I want to be called that. Just putting it out there into the universe. If anyone wants to answer, that's great. Nobody wants to answer. <laughs> okay. Sorry, this fecund genius will keep going on. So Drusus's death uh, really slowed Roman expansion into Germany. And the series of guys that succeeded him up there were, were just not up to the task. Uh, and ultimately, the Romans would lose all the territory he had gained, which is a bummer. Um, but one final fun fact about Drusus is that... Sorry, in- just... Uh, yeah. I mean... I, I, I kind of know where you're coming from, but I mean, ultimately, they did lose really all the territory everywhere, didn't they? <laughs> you know what? I literally have this written in my notes. I wrote, I mean, ultimately, yeah, they lost all the territory except the city of Rome, but let's not split hairs. And then I decided, I don't need to say that. <laughs> I'm really glad we're on the same wavelength. Uh, one final fun fact about Drusus is that in 2018, someone bought a bust of him from a Goodwill shop in Texas, a charity shop, uh, which was later identified as an authentic antique dating from the late 1st century BC, early 1st century CE, presumably taken by American soldiers in Germany during World War II. Wow. So the Germans had looted it. Some guy in the 18th century had, like, commissioned uh roman palace to just dis- like display all his antiquities and then the americans looted it it ended up at the shop in texas and wow. do you want to guess how much the lady paid for it 20 bucks 20 bucks um hang on texas what year uh 2018 100 bucks um yeah yeah 200 bucks two rifles and a big mac <laughs> 
that is the currency. Uh, Thirty-four ninety-nine. No a way. Specific. Yeah, and uh. there's this great picture that I will put up on the Instagram of uh, she buckles it into her car, into the front seat of her car, oh, and it's just this like sad little crumbling bust with a big yellow price tag on the cheek yeah. it's very funny that's amazing yeah. I, mean, I paid twice that for my bust of a feckin genius <laughs> yeah i know i paid three times that to have a bust of me commissioned i can make you a bust if you want okay i'm pa- very good at marble pass Mar- I, I took marble in my a levels sorry you took marble yeah i took marble is well, this a euphemism? Is it, what's no, going no, 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 that's what we call it in the biz. Is that a club drug? <laughs> it's a club drug, yeah, it's a club drug. I was off my snorting lines of marble, <laughs> marble dust. All right, well. I have emphysema. <laughs> Today I'm going to talk about Herod Agrippa. Get Agrippa. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that one out Key early. Grip, best grip. <laughs> uh, who I will I will generally refer to as Agrippa because there are there are quite a few Herods in this oh, story. Okay. Herod, yeah. he, this is Herod, by the way, of biblical fame. The bad guy. Ah, oh, yeah, exactly. So, so he, so this guy is nice, but has a bad name. Oh, nice bad name. Yeah, right. So it's a bit like being a Hitler these days. Even though if you're like a really nice, jolly, happy kindergarten school teacher, Hitler. Yeah, and you just like. <laughs> I, you know, you're just very caring, and you're just like a nice guy. You're like, you're, maybe you're like your Joe, Joe Hitler, um, <laughs> but obviously the, the name really haunts Why you. Why right? are you defending Joe Hitler so much? Because he's a, the, Joe Hitler's a lovely guy, and he's like really cares for the children. It's like a really a, yeah. like a fantastic teacher, but everyone's like, you know, calls him Mister Hitler. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's really awkward. That's we're, tough. Yeah, we're off to a really bad start when you're defending. Hitler or no. a Hitler not, no not this the is the whole Hitler. point okay. yeah, 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 we okay. should defend Joe Hitler we must criticise of course of course his his great uncle Adolf, <laughs> Adolf Hitler Jesus okay so it's the same the same for poor old Herod Agrippa right so okay. so, so he he himself not not a bad guy as great we'll come guy. to okay his grandfather controversial um, so so he was he was the last this the, Agrippa was the last Jewish king of Judea from AD uh, 41 to 44. Mm-hmm. Oh, 50 years after the time we're supposed to talk about. That's correct. Yep. And um, uh, he was born, though, in the year in question, oh. 10 BCE. Amazing. So he was the son of a guy called Aristobulus IV. Aristobulus. Aristobulus. Uh, so there, there were there were three prior Aristobuluses. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Aristobuli. Not, the Aristobuli. I'm not. I'm not clear on how many subsequent Aristobuli there were. Uh-huh. Um, so and and so this was one of the children of Herod the Great, yeah. who was bad Herod, I think. Bad Herod. Okay. I didn't do this research. I didn't do this research either. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm taking everything you say as face value. <laughs> I think Herod the Great is Batty. the bible guy yeah. um so and his mother it was berenice who was descended from herod the great's sibling as well oh. so herod the great was both herod was both agrippa's grand uh was both the paternal grandfather and the maternal great uncle of agrippa oh uh, so that is getting real yeah that's circular. that's too yeah <laughs> that's too few generations yeah it's pre- so it's pretty pretty close-knit and it, and as we and as as, as people <laughs> will may know so herod's uh, herod the great herod's herod's grandfather was was somewhat controversial so his reign was marked by a bunch of like family intrigues 
Mm-hmm. Ruth, or, so there, he had ten wives, for instance. Oh, wow. oh. He, he he executed uh, one of them for jealousy. Wait, Happ- this happens. is Herod the Great. This Herod is the bad Great. Guy. I'm talking about the grandfather, Herod okay. the Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grand, you know, so this is like where he's come from. Yeah. You know? So so yeah, one of those wives was um was executed because he got a bit jealous. Yeah. Well, um, so that was the kind of guy he was. And then in seven BCE, when Agrippa was only four ish, three ish, um, we're not. Yeah. By the way, we're not as ever. We're not quite sure yeah, exactly yeah. when he yeah, was wrong. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, King King the King Herod at the time had both uh, had Agrippa's father and uncle executed. Oh God! <laughs> uh, wow. In okay. palace intrigues, and then later, uh, basically, half the uh, a huge branch of the family then mysteriously disappeared. Oh geez. <laughs> um, this so is all very intriguing. Yeah. 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 So, now I see what you mean by nice, bad name. <laughs> yeah, nice, bad name. So yeah. he's fine. He's done nothing. He's a yeah, four-year-old at this point. Yeah. Right. Okay, so but, um, unfortunately for Agrippa, uh, who by, the, by this a little bit later, once the, this uh, branch of the family was just disappeared, he was like... Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Basically just an angsty teenager at the time and 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 seeing a fallout boy in his room and exactly is he being raised by herod the great his grandfather clearly not no 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 no. he's not thankfully well i'm just surprised that there's anyone else left to raise him yeah well there there are people there's a few people knocking around the palace but yeah but the people getting executed and disappeared quite regularly yeah Uh, so it's it's a it's a yeah it's a bit of a dangerous time but he's just basically being like any other any angsty english teenager and just yeah listening to fallout boy and chilling out he was english you say uh-huh. <laughs> That's very surprising. Plot twist. <laughs> Intriguing. More intrigue. <laughs> Unfortunately, and, and we're not really sure why, but Herod spared his whole family line. So there must okay. have been some. There was, for some reason, there was some favoritism mm-hmm. uh, there. And by favoritism, it's like. The, the the threshold is just, not I am not kill. murdering not you. Murdering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and because uh, he was both um, Roman and Jewish, he managed to become close to Emperor Claudius. So he spent a whole bunch of time making making sure he could travel to the court of in, in back in Rome and get mm. and ingratiate himself within a circle and progressively get closer to Claudius. And then that paid off big time because Claudius then eventually appointed him back to be king of the of Judea. Uh, later on and uh, he formed and and he, so he arrived and as i said earlier he, he only actually ended up doing about three years of of kinging so he arrived he had this reputation for being really pious okay okay a nice guy he went down very well with the jewish population and was basically uh doing a good job investing in the arts and infrastructure as any good ruler should 
And uh, then he suddenly and, ex- and, and extremely suspiciously then died uh. Of, uh, of, of almost certainly of poisoning by someone in the court. Herod the... Gr- Herod the Great still around or no? Herod the Great's long dead, right? Because okay. yeah, Agrippa's yeah. succeeded him at okay. this point. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Herod the dead, no. Herod yeah. the dead. But I wouldn't put it past a sort of posthumous poisoning. Yeah. You I, reckon the ghost of King yeah, Herod the that's, Great? No, that's not what the, I'm saying. Not the, the ghost. ghost of Herod the Great poisoned Herod sort of Agrippa. No, that's ridiculous. It was the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. Because ghosts don't have corporeal form, so they can't yeah, hold exactly. the vial. Exactly, it was like the... the ooh, yeah. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, good. <laughs> that was a mummy impression for those who are not in the room with us. Uh, so, so unfortunately for the for the Jews at the time, his death marked the end of their hopes for Jewish independence because yeah. he was like their last great hope of this okay. guy. Yeah, next I think is the phrase is "client king," wasn't it? I think that was the kind of phrase oh. they called it. I, I just have a vague recollection. That, that sounds Herod reasonable. Was a client king of the Roman state. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Judea was a client state of the Roman Empire. Uh, and I think he's like literally was called a client king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I think yeah, that's yeah. reasonable. Yeah, so he was sort of installed to mm. sort of keep the locals on side, and but at, but at the same time making making sure that Rome's will could be yeah, implemented. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's fair. Fifty years after he died, Flavius Josephus wrote about him. He said uh, Agrippa's character was gentle, and his benevolence was equal for all. Oh, he was full of humanity for people of foreign races, and also showed them his liberality. Not quite sure what that means. Oh. Okay. But he was, but he was also helpful for his compatriots and showed them even more sympathy. Oh. Which actually, if you think about that, he's he's actually preferring the compatriots there over the foreign mm. nationals. So it's actually a little bit compatriots being the Jewish, presumably. People. Okay, yeah. Um, but anyway, so Josephus gave him a really strong write up. And That's great. Yeah, five out of five stars. I'm <laughs> learning that I need to befriend a historian now to yeah. write my epitaph. I'll do it. Yeah, will you? Will you say nice things about me? I want no accuracy or... Uh... Oh, if it's if it doesn't have to be accurate, then Com- sure, I'll say nice things about Good. you. <laughs> um, I'm a historian. Are you? Would you write one about me? Uh, if you would like yeah. to write my epitaph, uh, please write in. <laughs> I plan to live forever. If so you would I'll like to kill it. Ant, also <laughs> write in. Uh, l- no, let's not, let's not stoke the fires of the internet. <laughs> Don't <us>. warn him. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so uh, Josephus gave him this amazing legacy, really, and it seems like for a while after his death, he was known as Agrippa the Great, which is like definitely overhyping the guy. Mm. He was a nice guy, but yeah. he was only in power for three years. Agrippa the average, uh, yeah. So, but on on balance, as far as as far as Herods go, he's one of the top one, one of the top, of the top ones, Herods. Really. Yeah. yeah, next yeah. top Herod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice, bad name. That's pretty good. I I think that historian is named Josephus as well, mm. which is an even better name. That's a pretty good name. But I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I I don't know. Okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> Okay, so Oxbow Lake's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So first of all, to set the scene and a bit of context, uh, we're in Rome. Okay, <laughs> for me as well. Yeah. And at the beginning of the first century, just to wind it back a bit, in the beginning of first century BC, the Roman Republic was nearing its end and the Roman Empire was emerging, as we discovered, under the rule of Augustus Caesar. Augustus was consolidating power, expanding the empire and ushering in this period of peace and prosperity known as the Pax Romana or the Roman Pax. Uh-huh. It was very, it was a Paxful time. It was very Paxful. <laughs> yeah. um, and this time saw the flourishing of the arts literature, intellectual pursuits, and one other thing. So you all know that history is my one true great love. But what is my... Do, s- do we know that? 
obviously. <laughs> okay. What is my second great love? Pornography. <laughs> third. What is my third great love? <laughs> geography. Oh. So geography flourishes oh, now of this time. Course. Geography. Yeah. We, you, I can't think of you without thinking of geography. I love geography. Anyway, in the midst of the atmosphere of cultural and intellectual growth, there was a chap that was born called Strabo. Ooh. S-T-R-A-B-O. Strabo. Strabo. He was born about 64 BC in Amasia, a city in modern day Turkey. He came from this wealthy, influential family. So that allowed him to receive this exceptionally high class education. Love that. I mean, education was prevalent amongst the rich at the time. It was a sought after thing, but he especially was able to invest in this. Total nerd. We love him. Um, He also was able to travel extensively, funded by his rich family, uh, throughout the known world at the time. Uh, He spent time in Athens studying under the very famous Stoic philosopher Antonidorus Canites. Canites? Sure. Yeah, such a famous Stoic philosopher, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he is very famous. Yeah, one of yeah. the most Stoic, I would What say. are some of your favourite facts about him? <laughs> he was really mellow. <laughs> not very many highs of emotion or lows yeah. either. Kind of oh, the middle road. Yes. Very, very Stoic. I've heard that, yeah. Um, he, he studied in Rome and he travelled and studied in Alexandria in the Great Library itself. Oh, oh wow. Um, where he learned uh, amongst things like astronomy, maths and... Geography. Yay! He was extremely well travelled uh, and became. Well, it's four places, isn't it? Well, that's okay. At the time, if you left, if you moved more than like three miles away from your homestead, you were yeah. like, you know. I that- mean, I've been to London and other parts of London, <laughs> yeah. and you know, you know when Alexandria, you know, you know, Lord of the Rings, when uh, Samwise, if I, t- if I take one more step, this yeah. Is the- yeah, everyone was saying at the time. And to be fair, it's yeah. quite hard to find. It was quite hard to find his way out from where he was born, wasn't it? Yep. Why? Because of geography, lack of geography. Exactly. Well, no, because he was born in Amasia. Uh, oh, uh, oh, God. That was good. But also... <laughs> you oh, remembered the name of the place long enough to make that pun. joke. Um, but also... <laughs> because it's like it's because it's like a mate, a Karen? Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, he became an established scholar. And, and the reason why people didn't travel, and this will come up, lack of geography... Uh, um, but in where do I go? <laughs> Pretty much, I don't know. Um, in ten- I haven't studied geography yet, but I can't get to the library to study geography unless I learn it. <laughs> it's a catch. It really was X X I I. Yes, that's pretty good. In 10 BC, Strabo found himself in the midst of the significant political and cultural shifts at the time. How did he find himself? Uh, there were no maps. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to it. Oh my God. See, isn't geography really exciting? Um, so I'm sorry, last one. Last Augustus one. Caesar was solidifying the Roman Empire's control over the Mediterranean and the empire was expanding eastward. And the expansion led to an increased contact exchange between the Greco-Roman world and the culture of the Middle East, Africa and Asia. A whole lot of geography to cover. And so, at the same time, powerful figures such as Herod the Great who was the, uh, in Judea we just covered, played a crucial role in shaping the region's political landscape. Um, Herod was undertaking massive construction projects, etc. It's said that Strabo met with him as well, so they were contemporaries. Um, And escaped with his life. That's not a guarantee with old Herod (laughs) the Great. It is not a guarantee. 
but, you know, there's a lot of wealth and prosperity is what I'm saying. And in this rich historical context, Strabo saw a niche for himself. There was a sincere lack of geographical knowledge. Maps were not centralized, just plain bad. There was mm. no way to, like, understand or have a common language when speaking about, about geography and all that kind of stuff. And so he set out to work on his magnus opus, which is called Geographica. And this would take years to write, would pr provide a comprehensive view of the world as it was known to the Greeks and the Romans at the time. And it was extremely comprehensive and covered a view of history, geography and ethnography uh, of the known world at the time. So cool. the cultures and the peoples and stuff. And it combined first-hand observation from his extensive travel travels with information gathered from earlier geographical and historical works. He cited numerous sources, including the works of prominent geographers like Eratathenes uh, and Hippacris, <laughs> uh, historians like Herodotus. Herodotus, Herodotus. Herodotus. yeah, there it is. I didn't bring my glasses. And other <laughs> scholars who contributed to his understanding. I've of literally never seen you wear glasses, but that explains a lot. I do wear glasses, but I don't read very well. So, um, so, so just to clarify, from historians and scholars. <laughs> yes. Got it. He, but he cited sources, which is not, not common to do. No. Like, okay. Normally, like, you just have this, this upspring of knowledge in a source from a person. Yeah. And there's no way to know where they found it out without looking at earlier works that also yeah. say the same thing. Wikipedia would have loved him. Yeah, he it was really good. Good. He's going to get top star rating or whatever they do on that site. Yep. Um, Got it. In anyway, the that's right. Geographica was held in extremely <laughs> high regard by the scholars throughout the years. And this is evidenced by the fact that it is preserved and transmitted through the ages. And the work was widely copied and studied during the Byzantine period and eventually made its way to Western Europe, where it was translated into Latin. Um, Sorry, was it, was it like maps or was it, it was, descriptions or both? Oh, it all. was a sort of a. It was a combination historical, geographical cool. map, yeah. TripAdvisor type, <laughs> type sort of situation. Yeah. Coupon book. Coupon book, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've had to stop because the coupons out. Yeah. Um, so like Lonely Planet? Yeah, like, like Lonely Planet. Oh, and so Strabo's Geographica became a crucial source of information on ancient geography. For backpackers. For backpackers. <laughs> um, uh, for, for scholars during the Renaissance and the Age of Exploration. And this was the basis by which they sort of Oh, God, they hadn't up updated it in 1,400 years. Basically, no. And, and I refuse to read any other source <laughs> of uh, history and geography. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, my Google Maps is based, set to, set to geography. That's why you're always talking about Judea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, his work, however, was not without its controversies and inaccuracies. Okay. He, Despite his extensive travels, um, his worldview was undoubtedly influenced by the cultural and political biases of the time, you know, placing, you know, that you know, Rome in the center and that kind of stuff. Mm. Um for example, one of the things he thought the Caspian Sea was connected to the Northern Ocean. Um Oh yeah, swing and a miss. Yeah, swing and a miss. Why is it a swing and a miss? Because the Caspian Sea has to go there's like a great deal of Central Asia in between well, well, the Caspian Sea and the North Sea. Two things. Caspian Sea is, is landlocked and two, the Northern Ocean doesn't exist. Oh, okay. It's not just Ocean. the North Sea. No, no. Okay. It, was, it was the fictitious ocean that surrounded the entire world in the north of the Northern Hemisphere. Uh -huh, that's Sorry, well, the what, one. Do, what are you suggesting surrounds the entire world, if not, the, if not the Northern Sea? A big great ice wall? Yeah, okay. Good. <laughs> As the flat earth connects yeah. to it. That's you fine. almost caught um, him, but <laughs> he's died in the wall. <laughs> but yeah, so in fact, it is landlocked. Um, he thought the UK was smaller and it thought it was more rectangular than it is. That was a rectangular landmass. Maybe he just meant it was full of squares. Yeah. And he thought Ireland was bigger, 
which it's not. He thought it was half the size of the UK and it's about a third the size of the UK. Mm. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in the, in, the, in the grand scheme of major geographical errors at the time, that's, a, that's yeah, fine. That's, that's all right. right. Yeah. He also came down on the wrong side of history with the how big is the earth argument. Oh. Uh, Big so in about 300 BC, you know, there was measurements done by Erythrinesis about the sun's angles at different locations, and he was able to measure the Earth's circumference to within one percent accuracy. This so, guy was, yeah, 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 not, 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 not Strabo, but oh. Erythrinesis the guy who's now we're not going to try to yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wait, within one percent, yeah, 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 that's very impressive. Uh, but he didn't like that theory. He came on down the side of a more Modern, more contemporary oh, uh, scientist called Poseidonus, who in the no, first <laughs> no, 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 sorry, as in the god P O S I D O N I U S Poseidonius, okay, Poseidonus. Uh, okay, okay, whatever, okay. yeah, so not. Not the Poseidonus, not not Poseidon, <laughs> god of the sea. Yeah, to be fair, the... I would come down on the side of yeah, Poseidon right. as well. Absolutely, <laughs> when it comes to measuring the Earth. In the about the first century BC, he used observations from the stars instead, and he used fixed distances on the ground between various places that he definitely knew the right distances between. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't. Um, and he measured the Earth to be about twenty eight percent larger than it actually was. Oh. Uh, which Strabo was on the side of. Okay. Uh, well, I'm really proud of the other guy for yeah, getting it so close. Incredible, 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 incredible. Uh, anyway, that's all to say that Strabo, fascinating, learned man, father of geography, um, inventor of Oxbow Lakes, I'm assuming is in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I forgot all about the Oxbow Lakes. <laughs> the most important geographical yeah. feature. I did think, actually, you know, I learned about them in geography in school. Yeah. I did think I would come across them a lot more frequently than yeah, I do. I think I've I probably seen one. I taught them. You taught? Yeah, that was part of the curriculum when I was teaching. Taught about them? You taught the lakes? I taught the, the lakes. lakes yeah. I taught the lakes about. how to flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Strabo, uh, important, lesser known figure in history who was definitely alive in 10 BCE. Thank you for joining us. That's everything you'd ever need to know about things that the Romans were doing in the year 10 BC and also a few decades on either side. <laughs> and the only thing left to do is to light the torches, sound the gong, let off the trumpets. Sorry, let off the trumpets. Yeah. <laughs> let them off. Let them off. They've been working really hard. Yeah, the Zeppelin. And... Uh, <laughs> And destroy the Zeppelin. And then subsequently destroy it. And from the ashes of the exploded, destroyed Zeppelin, take the random number generator out of its, of its box. Do, do That's it. absolutely right. Do the thing. So we'll be back Good in... luck with the sound design for this. <laughs> and before we power up the random number generator, just a reminder that if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do that at patreon.com slash randomly history where you can get access to bonus episodes there's more mm. episodes coming by the way i'm I'm, I've been working on the induction guide. There's one episode oh. of the induction guide that, thus far. Oh, I'd yeah. like there to read that. I'm flying blind. Be- talking about sound design, some beautiful sound design <laughs> in the induction guide. G- the- genuinely, this is not, this, for once, this is not bullshit. You should, you should <laughs> check out the patreon.com slash When you hear the hippogriffs, you're gonna, there's going to be a tear to your eye. <laughs> We've also had requests to do uh, watch-alongs with Kingdom of Heaven uh, mm. and possibly Tombstone. So we are taking requests from and movies. Tomb Raider, I feel like that's kind of contemporary to history. One of 
of the most historical movies ever made. Yeah. <laughs> My vote is for Tomb Raider. Yeah, shocking. Okay, so the Zeppelin has crashed, and we are able now to gather up enough ashes to power the random number generator, and it is now powering up. And next week's year is... Oh, the humanity, 1977. Oh, the humanity indeed. There's so much of it then. such a good reprieve from 10 BCE. Oh. I'm very happy with that. I'm very happy with that. Bell bottoms, Mm -hmm. disco, Uh, end of list. The Cold War. The Cold War. I might just do Rome again anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Let's find out what happened in 1977 in Rome. The last days of disco in Rome. (laughs) Oh, can't wait. Brilliant. Join us next week. Toodles. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.